What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies, and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. All right, guys. Today, we're talking about how you need to warm up before you work out. I think for a lot of people when they're inside of the gym, like the biggest mistake I see with warmups is so many individuals, they're spending 15, 20, 30 minutes just getting ready to work out, you know? And the reality is you don't need to spend 20, 30 minutes just getting ready to do your workout, you know? I know everyone has different like specifications for their body and you might have different previous injuries you have to work on. But what I want to do um, in the training today is I want to break down how you can optimize your warm up to not only prevent injury, but also to perform better. Does that sound good? Because I know for myself, I've had a lot of injuries, you know, and if you've listened to a lot of the stuff I talk about, I have a lot of injuries. I've had five orthopedic surgeries on my body, on two, uh, four on my feet, one on my elbow. Um, I've had a back injury. I've had wrist injuries. I've had knee injuries. Man, I feel like I've injured every single joint in my body just from a lack of either warming up, um, a lack of lifting properly and ego lifting or just not knowing what I was doing, you know, and now it's cool is because I've had so much personal experience with injuries, with, you know, having setbacks inside of the gym, with warmups, I've seen a lot of physical therapists, like I have a pretty good arsenal and understanding on what it what it takes to actually warm up to perform most optimally for your workout. Before we dive into what you should be doing to warm up before you lift, I want to talk about what you should not be doing what you should not be doing. Because, you know, I think a lot of the times doing the right stuff is just understanding what you should not do, okay? And so the first thing you should not do is you should not foam roll for 20 minutes before you work out. So write that in the comments below if you're watching this. Don't spend 20 minutes foam rolling, okay? If you wanna foam roll and you really like foam rolling, what I suggest doing is just get a foam roller and do it at home. Don't do it at the gym before you work out. And here's why. You actually will create like additional inflammation doing it that long. And it's not going to be, actually studies have shown that foam rolling for a long period of time before you lift just decreases performance. It decreases performance. And so we have to think about the psychology behind warming up before you work out. What is the whole point of it? The whole point of the warm up is to get your body ready for heavy lifting, for output, for performance, right? So Even though I feel good after I foam roll, even though I'm like, oh man, I'm super sore, I need to roll out XYZ muscle. The studies have shown that if you foam roll for like a long period of time before you lift, you're not going to be able to perform at your most optimal level. What should you do instead? So if you find yourself needing to foam roll, which I foam roll before I work out, you don't want to spend longer than like 30 seconds per side or per area that you're foam rolling. It's just the point of foam rolling is to get blood flowing into that the body part, right? So if you ever want to foam roll, make sure you're not spending longer than like 30 to 45 seconds on that muscle group. Like it really has, doesn't have to be that long, right? Doesn't have to be that long. Another mistake I see people make is warm ups that are cookie cutter and for everyone. And so every person, like I said at the beginning of, of the training is 
We all have different injuries we've dealt with. We all have different areas of our body that need more attention than others. For example, my squat mobility is really bad. And so um, what I mean by really bad is like I have bad ankle mobility just from the way my body is shaped and structured. So before I squat, if I'm squatting, usually my squat will consist of ankle mobility drills. I will sit in a deep squat for a couple of minutes. Um, I will foam roll like, you know, my hips a lot. So I spend a little extra time on leg days than I do on other days. Because for me, I know if I need to get my body ready to squat, it's going to take a little bit of extra work. For you, you might be really good at squatting. You know, your body and your bone anatomy might be set up to to absolutely crush squats. And so you might not need as like, quote unquote, rigorous of a warm up routine for squats than I do. All right. Some days are going to just be longer than others. And so when you're warming up, you have to learn to listen to your body. Write that down if you're watching this on the comments. Learn to listen to your body. Learn to listen to your body, okay? You need to learn to listen to your body. That's so important. That's so important. I wish I knew this earlier. So what I mean by listen to your body is if you go into the gym and you're like, man, I feel like something's off today. Maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep. Maybe you haven't been eating right all week. Maybe you've been super stressed out and you just feel it in your body. You know, like stress... There's physical symptoms to stress. There's physical symptoms to anxiety. There's big physical symptoms to to not sleeping right. I've heard of a lot of, a lot of stories, so many stories of people that get injured after a long flight. I literally heard this about um someone like a really big guy on Instagram. He's like a million followers and he posted on his Instagram that he had a long flight. He landed and then he didn't get good sleep that night and he woke up the next day and did heavy deadlifts. His body was off and because of that, he tore his hamstring right when he got off the plane. Listen to your body. If you feel something is off in your body, like listen to it. Listen to it. The other day I was planning on squatting and something was off. I just didn't feel that pop. You know what I mean? Like, you know when you do legs or you do just lifting and you have a pop in you or you're like, man... Like things are moving smoothly. Things are just not moving smoothly. Why? I don't know. Maybe it was because of stress. Maybe it was because of a lack of water. I don't know. But I knew and I was listening to my body and said, you know what? I'm not going to squat today. I'm going to do the hack squat instead. Um, you know, or maybe it's instead of not squatting as heavy, you drop the weights down about 10 to 15 pounds lighter than what you normally do. If you do not learn to listen to your body, you're going to, something's going to happen. You're going to make a mistake, right? I think so many of us, we try to macho and push our way through what our body's telling us. Like your body is very smart. Obviously, there's a line where you got to push through sometimes. But I think for the sake of injury, it's best to listen to your body on days you don't you, you feel like something's off. Okay, so now when we're talking about the warm up, we don't want to warm up for 20 minutes. Every person's going to be different because you all have different injuries or just areas that need more work than others. And then you got to be able to listen to your body. Biggest things right there. So now, how do we structure the warm-up? So when I walk into the gym, I'll, I'll just tell you how my warm-up is, and I want you to adjust it accordingly to yourself. First thing I do when I walk into the gym is I actually go on the Stairmaster or treadmill for like five to ten minutes. So I think doing some form of like aerobic activity before you lift is really important just to get the blood flowing. So even if you just walk on the treadmill for five minutes just to get your heart rate up, um, you can go on the Stairmaster for five to ten minutes. I know I talk about all the time, don't do cardio before you lift, but I'm not talking about cardio. I'm just talking about getting in extra steps, especially if you have step goal of hitting 10,000 steps per day. This is really helpful. So if you have step goals, I think hitting like 10 minutes on an incline treadmill before you lift weights is totally acceptable and fine. You just want to make sure you're not doing high intensity interval cardio, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes plus. Okay, so I will step into the gym and I'll do a little bit of cardio just to get my blood flowing. Boom. Now, 
after that, I'm going to do some type of, it's called myofascial release. So that's pretty much foam rolling, rolling on a, on a like a lacrosse ball, something to activate my muscles. So if I'm doing legs, I'll go and I'll foam roll my quads, my IT band, my glutes, my groin. That's pretty much it, right? So I just foam roll that for a little bit. 30 seconds on each side. So you wanna do some type of myofascial release. Next, here's what I do. I want you guys to pay attention to this because I think this will be the probably the, the biggest thing you take away from this entire training. I do dead hangs. Write that down if you're taking notes, dead hangs. Number one is I go on the treadmill. Number two is I do some type of myofascial release. Again, not 20 minutes of foam rolling. And then number three is I do dead hangs. Dead hangs, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Change the game for me inside of the gym. Change the game for me, honestly. So pretty much what a dead hang is, and I do this every, I do this religiously every time I step into the gym. I do not miss dead hangs because I think everyone should be doing them. So pretty much what a dead hang is, is you go to the pull-up bar or just something you could hang from and you get into a pull-up position and you just hold it for 60 seconds. That's it. You hold it for 60 seconds. Think about this for a second. I want you to think about the amount of, I'm going to use a fancy word but I'll break it down in a second. The amount of axial load that your body is taking if you work out five times a week, four to five times per week, and you're lifting heavy. By axial load, so pretty much what axial load means, it's the amount of weight pushed straight down onto your body. So think about when you put a barbell on your back to do back squat. What is that doing? That is putting weight straight down through your spine, right? The weight of gravity, the force of gravity is going down from your the top of your head to the bottoms of your feet. So you're compressing your spine. We're doing this all the time. Let's say you're doing heavy dumbbell shrugs. When I'm holding the weights, I'm compressing my spine. That's why your spine has discs to hold that impact, right? So if you are lifting pretty heavy, if you're deadlifting, think about when you're holding a deadlift at the top, what are you doing? You're compressing your spine. Pretty much all, all we do if you're lifting weights is compress our spine all day long. Guess what you're doing when you're sitting in a chair? I'm sitting in a chair right now. I am compressing my spine. It's a lot less than when I'm doing a back squat. My spine is still getting compressed. There's still weight coming down on my spine. So how do we alleviate that? We have to do the opposite. We have to take off the axial load. So by doing that, all I do is I hang from a bar for 60 seconds and I allow my body to elongate. I allow my rib cage to spread out. So I'll take a hold from a bar and your homework after you listen to this is I want you, next time you go to the gym, do this for 60 seconds and tell me how good it feels. It feels amazing. It feels amazing. Honestly, it's better than any chiropractic adjustment I've ever gotten in my life. And I do it every day, okay? So you hang from a bar from 60 seconds before you lift weights. This is gonna take off the axial pressure off of your body, off of your spine. So for a lot of you guys who have like nagging back pain or neck pain or hip pain or even you have shoulder pain, this could be your fix. So I will hang from bar for 60 seconds. Not only does it do that, but it also helps with your grip strength because now I'm having to hang there for 60 seconds. Um, a hack is to throw on wrist straps. And so a lot of the times I'll put on my wrist straps. That way I don't have to focus on the grip and I will just hang there. And when you're hanging, you're focused on taking deep breaths in and out and you're focused on how can you stretch your body as much as possible. Make sense? That's the third thing I do. Super important. The fourth thing I do is targeted muscle activation. Okay, write that down if you're taking notes. Targeted muscle activation. So now I will move into whatever muscle group I'm training for the day. If I am doing any type of upper body movement, I will start to work my rotator cuff, so my shoulders. I will do band pull-aparts, right? I'll do a bunch of band pull-aparts. Um, I will do face pulls. 
I will do um, like shoulder mobility drills where I'm, I'm holding a band and I'm taking it over my head. I'm getting my shoulder mobilized because guess what? The most injured upper body part is for most people. It's their shoulder, shoulders. The shoulder is the number one most injurious upper body joint. Obviously your back is the most injurious for like lower body, right? Shoulder. So whenever I do any type of upper body movement, I always activate my shoulders. After I do that, now I will focus on the muscle I am working. So let's say you're doing chest, I will probably do a couple of sets of push-ups, or I'll do a couple of sets of flies. Um, if I'm doing back, maybe I'll do a couple sets of pull-ups to get that muscle firing, and I will do it until my muscle is ready to go. Sometimes it takes two sets of uh, pull-ups just to get it working. Sometimes it takes four, but I will get it. I will continue to do the muscle activation work until mentally I'm like this muscle group is ready to go. Okay. And so that is my warm up. It does not take that long. It does not take that long. You should be able to knock it out in like 10 to 15 minutes to get ready. And I promise you by focusing on this warm up, you're going to see amazing, amazing, amazing changes out of all the stuff I mentioned, though, the thing I really want you to grasp is the dead hang. The dead hang is great. Everyone who has ears to listen to this should be doing dead hangs in the gym. They are amazing. If you have bad posture, if you have a bad back, if you have bad shoulder joints, anything. You can even do this in between sets. So you just jump and hang from the bar. Like it's so easy. You know, like let's say you're squatting or you're deadlifting and in between sets, instead of waiting, sitting around for a couple minutes, just go hang from a bar for 30 seconds. Let's say you have a pull-up bar at home. Great stretch to do. Hang from your pull-up bar at home. But I promise you, if you start to do dead hangs every single day for the next 30 days, you'll notice a big difference. All right, guys, much love. I hope you got some value from today's training. I want you to implement this immediately because success likes speed. I'll see you on the next training. Let's go. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at Fitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.